There are a lot of misconceptions about how government programs like Medicare and Medicaid can help cover long-term care expenses. The fact is, there are many important details to understand about these programs. In this episode of the Senior Lifestyles Podcast, we'll unpack the complexities of how Medicare and Medicaid apply for long-term care costs and what you can do to weave the benefits of these programs into your long-term care financial plan. Are you hitting a new phase in your life and starting to again wonder, what's next? As we reach the age of retirement and beyond, it calls for answers to new questions in our lives, such as, what's the deal with senior living? How does Medicare work? And how can I live my best life in retirement? In this podcast, we explore the answers to these questions and much more. This is Pete Kears, and welcome to the Senior Lifestyles Podcast, brought to you by Cantissimo Senior Living. Planning for long-term care expenses seems to involve a lot of wishful thinking for many. As I noted in the first video in this series, a survey found that about half of respondents said they had done little or no planning for these needs. One example of wishful thinking is that government programs like Medicare and Medicaid will pay for long-term care expenses. Well, let's start with Medicare. Medicare pays for healthcare costs related to hospital stays, doctor and other healthcare provider fees, and prescription drugs. This coverage includes medically necessary services and supplies in a skilled nursing facility for up to 100 days after a minimum three-day hospital stay. However, Medicare doesn't cover long-term costs to help with daily activities like dressing, bathing, and using the bathroom. Therefore, Medicare does not cover most long-term care services delivered in-home, in assisted living, at a long-stay skilled nursing facility, or in a memory care setting. Next, let's address the main topic, Medicaid. Medicaid provides healthcare coverage to over 75 million Americans. Recipients include qualified low-income adults, children, pregnant women, the disabled, and seniors. Although federal laws govern Medicaid, it is administered by states and funded together by states and the federal government. Unlike Medicare, Medicaid does cover long-term care expenses, but only for those who cannot otherwise pay for such care. To qualify for Medicaid, potential beneficiaries must prove the need for long-term care and income and assets below a specified threshold, and that's determined by each state. Even if income and assets requirements are not initially met, applicants can still qualify for Medicaid eventually through a process called spend down. First, let's talk about income spend down. An individual or couple cannot qualify for Medicaid if their monthly income exceeds state limits. However, each month, potential beneficiaries can spend down excess income by paying medical expenses. These include health insurance premiums, prescription medications, and hospital or doctor fees not covered by insurance. Next, asset spend down. To qualify for Medicaid long-term care services, a potential beneficiary must own limited assets. In most states, the asset limit is around $2,000 per individual. If a married couple applies at the same time, some states consider each partner as an individual. In other states, the couple has a total of $3,000 as an asset limit. For couples where only one partner is applying for Medicaid, I'll talk about that later in the video. 
However, not all assets are considered available. They're considered exempt. And these exempt examples are the home where a person is living in, or if they plan to return to it after nursing care or their spouse lives there, one vehicle, prepaid funeral or burial expenses, permanent life insurance policies with a cash value of less than $1,500, term life insurance, household and personal items, and jewelry and family heirlooms. Now, for funds in IRAs or 401ks, states vary in how they treat these assets. Some consider such funds exempt in certain situations. So it's crucial for potential beneficiaries to find out how their state characterizes these assets. So again, what happens to married couples when it comes to spending down their assets? As mentioned above, in a situation where only one partner of a married couple is applying for Medicaid, the applicant can only have $2,000 or less in assets. The other partner, referred to as the community spouse, can typically keep more assets. This amount is called the Community Spouse Resource Allowance, and the specific amount allowed varies by state. This is to ensure that the healthy partner does not become impoverished. When it comes to a person's home, I noted in one of the prior videos that a home can be a significant source of funds for long-term care expenses. As mentioned before, for Medicaid, as long as a person lives in their home, the assets it represents are not available. However, when the home is sold, those dollars can become available in the eyes of Medicaid. Therefore, a previously qualified Medicaid applicant would need to spend down those funds to again become Medicaid qualified. The asset spend down process is intended to ensure that those who can afford afford long-term care expenses will pay from their own resources first before relying on Medicaid. However, the temptation exists to transfer or gift assets to family or friends rather than spend them down. To manage this situation, the Medicaid application process involves a review of the application's financial transaction history. This is known as the Medicaid look-back period. In most states, the look-back period covers five years. Suppose the applicant transferred a gifted assets for less than fair market value in that period. In that case, the total dollars below fair market value determines the length of the delay before restoring Medicaid eligibility. This delay is called the penalty period. The penalty period's length is generally calculated by dividing the total amount of below fair market value assets by the average monthly long-term care expense for a given state. Okay, for example, if state law declares that $7,000 per month is the average senior care cost and the total under fair market value assets is $19,000, then the applicant must wait 2.7 months before becoming Medicaid eligible. Under certain conditions, the penalty period can be avoided. Applicants need to be aware of the specific rules in their states. One more way assets can be protected from spend down is a Medicaid Asset Protection Trust, or MAPT. Assets moved into an MAPT are no longer owned by the Medicaid applicant and therefore exempt from Medicaid asset calculations. A MAPT allows assets to be passed on to beneficiaries because the money is protected from Medicaid estate recovery. The estate recovery process enables Medicaid to recoup dollars from the recipient's estate 
that Medicaid paid for long-term care benefits. The primary disadvantage of an MAPT is that the Medicaid recipient loses control of the money since the trust is irrevocable. Also, if the creation of the trust falls into the Medicaid five-year look-back time, it triggers a penalty period. Finally, MAPTs are expensive to set up and therefore making them unaffordable for many applicants. There are those who prefer to obtain long-term care in their home or community, but they can still receive Medicaid benefits under the Home and Community-Based Services, HCBS, Medicaid Waiver Program. The term waiver means Medicaid rules are waived so care can be delivered outside a setting like assisted living or a skilled nursing facility. Almost all states allow these waivers if applicants meet specific requirements. In general, the care at home must be equivalent to an institutional level of care. Many state Medicare programs also offer a similar cash and counseling option under which family caregivers can be paid. This can be a great benefit since most family members providing in-home care are not paid. They also give up time from work and other family responsibilities. In-home services can be structured to meet the requirements of an authorized Medicaid care plan so the state will pay benefits. As a result, friends or non-spouse relatives can be paid for the care they provide. Qualifying for Medicaid long-term care benefits can be complicated. Most applicants would benefit from professional advice in crafting a long-term care plan that includes careful considerations of Medicaid options. Elder law attorneys and other Medicaid planning specialists can help guide seniors and their families to solutions designed for the best outcomes. Thank you for listening. If you found this helpful, we appreciate it if you would please consider subscribing to the podcast so we can let you know when new episodes are released. In addition, please share and leave a review. To find more on this topic and others, including videos and ebooks, visit CantissimoSeniorLiving.com. This is Pete Kears with the Senior Lifestyles Podcast. Talk to you next time.